we are back for 12 rows, back our tipping and punting special that all our listeners love. How are you travelling, Seb? Oh, I'm doing well, Tom. There are some ripping games in this round. I hadn't sort of looked at it when we did our last pod, but uh, yeah, there's some mouth-watering clashes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No more so really than the Thursday and Friday night doubles. I think we're going to get uh, some quality high pace footy on the Thursday and then a, a bit of a slog of two teams that we think will be up there uh, in the uh, at the end of the pointy season of the, uh, of the year in Richmond and Port Adelaide. So just a great start to the round. And there's an interesting one on Sunday afternoon. The, uh, the 320 game Melbourne playing Geelong at the uh, MCG. Uh, yeah, plenty riding on Melbourne that one. Melbourne could start 4-0 and, and that, you know, you can't miss the finals from there, D's fans. Yeah, that might almost uh, save a coach, although I, know, I think you might disagree with me on that one, but uh, to put him in an interesting spot in terms of uh, your mate Simon. Yeah, no, look, he, um, he they might just keep him that little bit longer to their own detriment, yeah. but that's all right with me. And uh, we, we might may or may not see a response out of our teams. I know uh, maybe at the start of the year, this home game against the Crows might have been a, a little chance for your club. So we'll see how they're ba- bouncing back. And we're also at home at Marvel against a good uh, opposition. So I'm hoping we bounce back too. Yeah, look, from Maru's point of view, it probably can't get any worse. So I'm not too worried. Ripper, all right, let's get into it straight off the top. Swans and Dons, who do you like in that one? Uh, Swannies win this comfortably. I think that was uh, that game against the Saints was uh, lightning in a bottle. And I I just... Uh, well, everyone talks about Sydney's young guns. They've still got some big-bodied mids, and they've got Buddy. And who, who do Essendon play on Buddy? Like, is, does Ridley go with him? Is that is that the plan? I think they almost have Ridley and uh, Zerk Thatcher, who's sort of come back into the frame. But, geez, he loves playing the Bombers. I think uh, Buddy's kicked the most goals against the Bombers in his career. So he might just find himself uh, kicking another bag uh, on Thursday, I reckon. Yeah, I heard um, I heard a story of Buddy the first time he walked into Hawthorne, like the footy club. Dermy pulled him aside and said, oh, save your best for Essendon. And Buddy's done that. He averages 4.4 goals a game against them, which is his highest across the competition. So um, has liked to torture them. Kyle Hooker in particular, I think, has spent many times chasing him. I was just legit just thinking that on, on those SCG wings, even though, uh, yeah, it was usually the G. But, uh, yeah, now you've got to tip the Swans in that one. I, I think they'll get the job done as well, and they'll go four and zip, which sets them right up. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that coming at the start of the year, but uh, Swannies for me. Uh, a real top-of-the-table clash next week with Port playing against Richmond. Port hosting Richmond, I should say. that's a has got to be some advantage in having it at home. Port, relatively heavy favourites, considering both teams are, I wouldn't say they're that far off each other. What do you like here? Yeah, well... I- I think that it's flown under the radar that we don't really know where Port Adelaide are at. We think they're a good team, but, you know, they beat up on your boys and then they beat Essendon at home and they weren't tested in either game. And then they've gone out west with their tails up and really just copped a flogging over there. So they've got to prove themselves and that's basically how they like it, the power. They do like a good narrative around them and a, a position to be, uh, and particularly this position where they're, 
sort of coming in with a point to prove. So I'm liking their chances. I think the Tigers have learnt, you know, they don't have to really produce their best until uh, the winter season's rolled in. So, look, they're going to have a crack and it wouldn't surprise me if they get it done. But, look, I'm I'm backing the power in. I think uh, the odds are are bang on. I'm I'm backing the power. Yeah, I'll tip the power at home, but with no real confidence. uh, I can see Richmond bouncing back. Uh, it's not. Well, I don't have the stats, but I don't think they've lost two in a row too often over the last three or four years. So uh, I reckon it's going to be a mouth-watering Friday night game. And then now I've heard uh, different things about this one. You've got uh, the Lions and the Dogs uh, up in Ballarat. They're saying it's the biggest battle since the Eureka Stockade up there in Ballarat. This is the biggest game this town's ever seen. Two quality teams, uh, although the Lions not quite at the ladder position you'd think for them going at it. Uh, who do you like in this one? Bit, bit of a tricky one, this one. Uh, I'd say the Dogs. I think the Dogs are going to... They're going to finish top. I keep saying it, top four this year, and this is a game they'll just get the chocolates. Uh, Brisbane did really well to beat Collingwood, but I just... I don't know. There's just something about Brisbane that just suggests they're not quite on. And I don't know how good that win against Collingwood will turn out to be. Uh, They got close against Geelong and Sydney touched them up. So I still don't quite know what to make of them. So I'm certainly tipping the dogs uh, and think the $1.50 is free money, to be perfectly honest. Uh, But yeah, I just, I don't know what to make of Brisbane and think the dogs are just flying. Yeah, look, you, you can't knock the dogs' form. They're, they're, they are, as you say, up and flying. It, this, I'm hoping something different happens, but this one sort of has that predictability in that, you know, the Lions will probably challenge at one stage. The dogs will probably keep them a couple of goals at bay all day. They might threaten late, but then the dogs run out in windy and sloppy conditions with a lot of behinds. I'm hoping we get a free-flowing game, although that's sort of not the way the Lions go about it. Um, yeah, look, I've got to favour the dogs. They've sort of turned this into a mini home ground advantage. And I think the Lions had a, I mean, the dogs had a fair up with a big win, but I think the Lions had a fair up. So I wouldn't be surprised if both teams have a down, but I'm going for the dogs to win it in that one. Later that afternoon, my boys, the Saints, taking on the high-flying Eagles. There's some rumours swirling at the selection table for the Saints about potential Ruckman returning. Um, we'll wait to see what happens there, but um, it's a big clash for the Saints with a with a point to prove and not not quite season on the line. But geez, you wouldn't want to keep losing with the stretch we've got coming up. So we might get to it later in the uh, bulletin when we're talking underdogs. But we are up against it in this one. I, I do think the Eagles have one hand on the four points, so I would favour them. Which might surprise our listeners, but uh, on form, you've got to say the Eagles look better than we do. So you're tipping the Eagles? Correct. Very good, Tom. I will also tip West Coast. Uh, you can bring in Rowan Marshall. You can bring in Paddy Ryder. You can bring in Dean Cox. Like you could, It doesn't matter. Nick Nadanui is going to tear them apart, and Nick Nadanui is that far ahead of them when they're fit and in form, and they haven't been around the club well, Marshall's injured, and obviously Paddy Wright has been dealing with uh, some stuff himself uh, with, the, with the family and everything else. So he'll come back and give it his all, but he won't be ready to play. So uh, 
I think West Coast and by how far? <laughs> Look, I'm hoping there might be uh, a bit of whatever Freo put in their boots and we can get back into that one. Uh, we'll see. Later on uh, that night, we've got the Suns up against Carlton. So that's up at uh, Metricon, that one. Interesting clash. Uh, you sort of... I want to trust the Blues. Feels wrong doing it. Um, I know it is at Metricon, but you know every team's played there. Um, and the Suns have some horrific... You talk about the Saints' ruck issues. The Suns are in a deep, deep hole in terms of their ruck losing... Big Jared Witts, who's probably one of their best recruits ever. Uh, he's turned into a captain, a BNF winner, led the ruck. Um, he's done for the year. Uh, and then their reinforcements, Zach Smith and uh, and another couple of, I guess, depth options aren't, aren't ready to go either. So they're, they're kind of makeshift at the moment. Sam Day, he's another one who's out. So they're basically playing with no ruckman up against an informed blue. So... I'm actually thinking the Blues get this one done. I'm going to give them a chance. They were in fine form, and Paddy Cripps found a bit of form, and Big Harry, and uh, I think up there, um, I mean, we did see see them play some good footy last year, the Blues up there. Uh, they might get the job done, so I'm going to back in the Blues. I'm tipping the Suns, only because I like what they've been doing. Uh, Carlton, their only win of the year was against an undermanned Freo, and they played really well but I think Freo were equally as poor last week, and I still don't know what to expect from Carlton. I agree the ruck situation on paper seems to hurt the Suns, but if you look at Collingwood and Brisbane last week, and Grundy was great, and Collingwood dominated the ruck, but Brisbane won the game without really any recognised ruckman. So I don't see why the Suns couldn't do the same and, and start trying to turn Metricon into a bit of a, bit of a, uh, a fortress up there. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, look, I could see it happening. I mean, their footy hasn't been too bad, so... It's been good. Yeah, I, I you know, particularly up there. I know they played you and had a win, but they do play well up there. Um, back down at the G, you've got the Pies and Giants. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, Collingwood, but only because the Giants play the MCG terribly. Uh, I don't... Like, looking at the odds, dollar twenty-two to $4.10, I, I don't think they're right. Um but GWS just play it so poorly and they haven't really fired a shot yet. I don't think they quite will just yet, but I wouldn't be taking a, a subpar Collingwood team at $1.22. That's, you don't bet on bad teams with bad odds, Tom. That's just great advice for all and the listeners. Yeah, look, it, it was, a you know, obviously last time these two teams played at this ground, it was a famous finals win for the Giants. They got the job done over the Pies in that prelim. But they're missing a lot from what they had on the park that night. And they're missing even more with Coniglio, Davis and DeBoer. An absolute ton of leadership. Now, you look at young sides like your Sydney and even the Bombers last week getting a bit of a run on and playing with some youth and some exuberance. But I just feel flat about the Giants. I'm, I'm really... The bubble's popped, and I know you're calling for a simple Simon's head, but maybe Lazy Leon might get the chop. I think it's time. Um, yes, I did just uh, dub him Lazy Leo. Let's run with that. Uh, I think he's got to go. They need a fresh breath of air, the Giants. I can't see them getting this one done. This is this this might be one not to watch, I don't think. It, it's going to... Low-scoring, cold potential night at the G. Two teams that are still finding their form. Uh, I think the Pies win this one maybe you know 
68 to 59. Low scoring and half close, but uh, yeah, probably not one for your uh, name a game DVD collection. The big one on Sunday is the early game for your boys, Seb. You've got the North Melbourne Kangaroos taking on Adelaide in what was a 17 v 18 clash last year. Crows have improved. You're still in that bottom two, but still finding your way, rebuilding. Is there a hope here for your boys? No. <laughs> to put it simply, I'm not... I'm, well, look, I'm not tipping us until we show we're actually serious about fighting for a win. Uh, I like to think we're going to give Adelaide a show. And yes, I can see a scenario where we upset them, but I'm taking off that hat and just putting on my footy brain and then looking at this logically and... Adelaide are in great form. Who do we play on Tex? I mean, if Josh Bruce kicked 10 last week and he's... I was going to call him a sub-par forward, but, you know, the Saints could probably use him about now. Uh, but uh, who are we going to put on Tex? They, they're just going to be able to do enough to, to beat us um, at Marvel, and they seem to have a good record playing us there. Uh, look, that that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess um, you can't argue with that. The the ruse there, yeah, still still finding their feet. That look, you'll play some good patches. I'd be interested in the line in that one. Uh, might be worth having a look at. Adelaide are still young and still raw, but yeah, I think just the footy they've put out. Um, and, and you know, even when they've been away this year, we saw them go over to Sydney and and still play a reasonably good brand. So I I don't think the travels as much of a worry as it might have been in past years. Yeah, big big Texan might be licking his lips. I think you'll be smarter down back uh, as a result. I mean, Brucey sort of got a handle and he really had it coming out from some A-class midfielders. So that probably juiced that one up a bit. So look, Tex will still kick a bag. Uh, might not be 10, but I'm thinking, yeah, the, the Crows win that one. Uh, and then the, the game of the round at the MCG Sunday afternoon... D's v Cats, uh, a massive, massive clash just for the competition. We've got a couple of mates that are invested on both sides. Uh, just huge all round. The D's trying to look like they are legit this year. Uh, and this is the game that they need to prove it in. Geelong, they've been average, if, if I can say that. Um, sort of lucky to pinch the points against Brisbane. Snuck at home against the Hawks. Lucky the siren went uh, two minutes earlier. If there was two more minutes, they might not have won that one. Uh, they are the favourites, though, and I've got to back them in. I, I think this is just the kind of game where the D's fans always come in with a little bit of hope. Uh, have we turned the corner? And, yeah, it's usually a Geelong or a team right up there, which usually is Geelong, that just teaches them a little bit of a football uh, lesson, a bit of a reality check. So... I've got that penciled in for this one. Would love it to be uh, the other way around. It would really be lids off time for the D's if they won this, but I've got it back in the Cats here. I think they're just building. They're doing a bit of a Richmond, not caring too much at this stage as they build. Um, but yeah, look, I'm going to back them in. I'm going the Cats. What do you like? I would... I'm very conflicted here. I think the Cats have a better coach. Clearly, I believe that. And I think in general, they have better players across the ground. Something's telling me in my guts to tip Melbourne. And I don't know what it is, but I'm going to tip Melbourne just on that basis. No logic behind it. No, I like Uh, the the gut feel tip. But just something's telling me the Ds are going to win. And we're going to come Monday morning, we're going to start putting the question marks to Geelong. Are they good enough? Should they have recruited differently? Which is a load of cods wallop. Uh, But... (laughs) 
I, I like that. I think Melbourne are going to have this flying start to the year and then it's all going to go pear-shaped. Um, I don't know. Something's just telling me they're going to win. Danger's still not back. Jeremy Cameron, they'll hold off for another week. Higgins out. Uh, it, it, look, they are ripe for the uh, the picking. They're not flying at the moment, the Cats, and yeah, the Ds are. So, it, look, if it, it this is the statement game for them, really, isn't it? This is a season maker, yeah, potentially. If it, if it, well, if the Ds can go the on Ds. before they're, they're flying, um, so... Yeah, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of that, but it's look, it could go either way. I, if this was at the category cattery, I'd probably be tipping the cats. So there you go, D's home ground advantage <laughs> at the MCG where the cats play their finals. Uh, the final game of the round is over out west. Replay of the 2013 Granny. That's probably the nicest way I could introduce this one. Uh, that was a shocking grand final, by the way. 2015 uh, prelim. Yeah, 2015 prelim. That game was better, higher quality. Uh, yeah, Hawks playing uh, the Dockers over there. Um, look, the Hawks have been, dare I say, relatively consistent. They haven't exactly jumped out of the blocks in the first half, but they know how to finish a game. Uh, and the Dockers basically have different boots when they play uh, anywhere east of Western Australia. So... On that basis, I've got to go with the Dockers on their home deck. Long travel for the Hawks, who played on Monday uh, at, at a higher octane level in the last half. Um, but yeah, you've got to back the Dockers at home. Um, just with that run that they get on the Optus Stadium, um, their young mids are going to love being back home, being a bit more comfortable, you know, the surroundings they're used to. And they were a bit embarrassed after last week's performance, so... We were bullish on Frio and they let us down, but I'm back on them again. I think they get the job done. Oh, yeah, Frio win this. They win this going away. Um, they'll go to 2-2 two and two with Adelaide to come the following week. So, uh, yeah, look, uh, extra day's rest. I, I Look, the Hawks are going to be a bit up and down this year for mine. And that trip to Perth, it just it's a bit of a killer. So, uh, Frio for me as well, Tom. I like it. So I'll throw it over to you, Seb, if you uh, want to give us your uh, three options for our punting groups out there. What what do you like? What have you seen and what are you uh, investing in? My three best, Tom. That is, that is best. a great question. Uh, I am going to... I'm really... I'm very conflicted about a lot of these, but I'm... I'm sticking purely to the line bets, which is yep. that's how how I've been tracking, and I'm tracking at sixty six percent at the moment. So enjoying myself over here. I am going to take. Geez, I want to take North, but that just sounds dumb, Tom. What, uh, what is the line for uh, those looking to have a little look, go at that? It's one? a nice one. It's nineteen and a half, so it's three goals one. Yeah, that that's uh, that's interesting. But yeah, as you've seen, they can score goals against us quickly. So that could be eaten up in about three minutes. Uh, I'm going to take West Coast minus 16 and a half uh, against your boys, as you keep referring to them, the Saints. Uh, Nat Nui's going to have a field day. West Coast are high on confidence after that win. They played the Dogs to within a kick, and the Dogs came out. And they were, the Dogs looked awesome last week versus the Saints, who were flat. Yes, you'll get a response, but... I think West Coast are going to swallow up the three goals or six and a half points there. I like the Bombers, and I just saw a, it's coming a point, but I'm going to go with my original margin at 28 and a half points against Sydney. 
Like they get 28.5. I think that is plenty of points for a team that can score and will take a lot out of their win last week. Uh, so I can see a, envision a scenario where the Bombers actually win if Sydney are a bit off their game, but I do think Sydney will win. But 28.5 20, is too many points there. Uh, and look, I'm actually... Well, you might call me crazy. Freo minus 10.5 isn't enough. I think they're just going to be all over the Hawks all day and they're going to win that going away. So 10.5, that's that's not even two goals. They're, they're going to get that one done. Yeah, so just to clarify, did we say we could have the same? Because I'm loving that Freo one too. I think 10.5 is laughably small and that's just one to load up on. Yeah, yeah, we can have we can have the same. I think last uh, week I'm, we I'm, actually were looking at two to three the same. So yeah. I went out. I'm coming with box. you, mate. I think again we love Freo, but uh, yeah, at home. I mean, yeah, the Hawks haven't proved this year that they can travel. Uh, coming off a big emotional uh, Easter Monday game, um, I've got to say that that ten points seems seems small. I mean, yeah. Freo out of touch, and that's probably scared the bookmakers a dash, but they're a different side at Optus, so I'll come with you on that one, mate. Um, now, I, I tipped along, and the line there is, is minuscule, so it's Cats minus two and a half. I could see the Cats are happy to play uh, their game and keep the game you know, reasonably tight and play it at their pace, dare I say, 2020 style. They're playing a a brand that's a bit of a throwback, which which keeps the scoring tight. I think it'll be a close one. D's are going to throw everything at them, but I just think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm backing in the Cats. I know they're missing danger, like we said before, in Cameron, but, geez, can we give Cam Guthrie some credit? He was unbelievable, and Mitch Duncan's got another game into his legs. I, I like the Cats, so uh, minus two and a half there. Look, the D's might win it by a point, but I think uh, that's unlikely because I'm liking Geelong there. Um I tossed and turned between two other lines for my uh, third, but I've got to go with the power. Their line there is minus eight and a half. I think their games traditionally, uh, well, I mean, their last couple have been reasonably close, so the Tigers will throw plenty at them, but I think at home and on the Friday night with their crowd behind them, like we said before, the power just get up for these games. There's the narrative behind them. There's a bit of a, yeah, the story uh, you know, Koshy in the crowd. It's just classic power. So <laughs> I think they win and they, they might get it done. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if they might win it by twenty mid-20s, something in that region. But minus eight and a half, I reckon they definitely get that one done. So I'm going the power uh, for that one. Very nice. I like it. I Yeah, I, I considered that game. Uh, I think Port will have a point to prove. But don't know, Richmond... Yeah, yeah, look, they I... do brew something. So, I, look, I, I could be wrong. I mean, my other one I was considering was Brisbane, but I just, I don't know. I, I think the doggies might might go too hard in that one for them. So the, look, the I, doggies I are power. a team where if it's a short line, they can they're quick. They can really yeah. they can put two, three, four, five goals on in the space of a couple of minutes. I know against us, no big deal. Everyone will probably do that, but I think they can do it in general. They did it against West Coast, so. Um, Anywhere where there's a short margin in the dogs games, you're probably worthwhile taking the over. Yeah, look, the, that's not bad. That's what, yeah. So in in saying that, that's why I'm staying away from that one. So I'll stick with the power. So a nice a nice couple of threes there for each of us. Yeah, yeah. Look, 
There's there's three there's three winners each. Gamble responsibly as as they say. Uh underdog tips, Tom. We've only got one home so far in three rounds of footy. Uh yeah, it's it's that kind of season. I mean, we are still working out who is who and, and who are the good teams and who are the teams you can't trust. Well, you say that. Some of us aren't. I know a gentleman who he liked West Coast to beat Port last week. So that's two dollars. That was a good bet. But he multied that into Sydney to beat Richmond at five bucks. So he got ten bucks about it. Those two Jeez. outcomes. That's a nice little that's a nice little Saturday afternoon. That is good punting, and that's the kind of stuff we want sent through. If you do have your own bets, we are more than happy to uh, read them out or plug them on the social media channels that we have, building the empire, get onto our Instagram in particular. Um yeah, so look, we're still finding our way with the underdog bets. So I think uh, to use a cricket term like my cricket, uh, I've got the new ball. Um, <laughs> I'm going to jump on uh, without a lick of bias in this one. Oh, yeah, here we go. Just go to your bank, take out as much money as you can and put it on the Saints. We will get the job done as underdogs this round. I'm believing in them. We will respond... The Eagles traditionally don't travel well. I know they got within a sniff of the dogs, but it's another long flight for them. Uh, they're cruising after their win against the Power. Uh, yeah, potentially some ruck reinforcement. Uh, Brett Ratton knows how to get a response out of this group. You can see that from the transition out of the Ellen Richardson era. I'm giving us a chance. I think we can get it done. Uh, what are, we are $3.10, so... Bit, bit of value about us uh, on our home deck. Uh, I'm giving the Saints a chance without a lick of bias. Go Saints. Yep, I, I couldn't hear any bias at all there, Tom. Uh, I'm not, like I said, I, I did take North in round two and I'm not touching North with a 10-foot pole uh, basically ever again uh, this year until they can prove that they're worthwhile tipping. Uh, and that leaves me almost nowhere to go because we've got a couple of very close games. Uh, we've got Melbourne Geelong's too close to call. Yeah, Suns, uh, Suns Blues, Blues too close. I think I'm going to go against every fibre in my body and, and take the Bombers at 470 to cause an upset up in Sydney. Yeah, interesting. It, it, Look, it, there, there will as a young group, there will come a time for Sydney, whether it's this point of the year or, or not. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but... Yeah, look, I'm I'm interested in that one. How would your uh, our bombers listeners go with you tipping that one? Give give them a bit of a a compliment if you go on them as underdogs. You're asking me to give them a compliment after referring to them as a VFL side for 20 minutes in our last podcast, are you? That is rich, Tom. That is rich. Uh, look, <laughs> no, I look, I may or may not have had a phone conversation with one about an hour ago about this very subject of just how good they might be so maybe they've been in my ear maybe they haven't uh look didn't want to go richmond couldn't go brisbane can't touch north i couldn't have gws even though i reckon that's a 50 50 game uh and my boys freo i'm not going to go against them uh i've tipped freo every week this year so that'll be interesting to see if i keep <laughs> tipping them uh so i uh, just the bombers were the one and, and 470 that's about three weeks worth of underdog tips so yeah that might get you home and uh, certainly kind of worthwhile so going now i like it back yourself in where yeah as we say gamble responsibly but a couple of good options there i reckon for your round four yep that it's it's gonna we're gonna learn a lot more about some of these teams that are in that sort of 
mid-table range. Some are in, some are in the eight, some are out of the eight. You know, we're going to learn a little bit more about Brisbane. We're going to learn a little bit more about the Dogs. Melbourne and the Cats, we're going to learn a little bit more on. If Adelaide are serious about where they're at, they should handily take care of North. Uh, and, you know, Port and Richmond, anything could happen there. So there's, there's so much to learn. And we'll be, we'll be back on your screens through the power of Instagram live tomorrow night, half time, the Bombers, Swans game time. Can't wait for that one. It's going to be enough.